You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Mind the gap, ladies and gentlemen, because this episode is all about the London Underground. And in this episode, you're going to listen to a conversation between me and my cousin Oliver and our friend Pasquale as we talk about using the London Underground and giving you some particularly good and very useful advice on exactly how you should use the Underground effectively. Now, in London, Basically, there are two. T- there are well, there are about there's about seven million people living in London, and as well as that, we get millions of tourists visiting the city every year, and particularly next year, 2012, because of the Olympic Games, there will be an estimated something like something ridiculous, like another six million people are going to come to the city. So we thought it would be very important to give some advice, share some tips on how you should use the underground to make sure it doesn't get blocked and doesn't get too crowded. Now, um, for like Londoners, for people who live in London, uh, there are basically two types of tourists. Okay? Now, on one hand, you've got the bad tourists. Now, these are the ones who come to the city uh, in large numbers and they don't know how to operate. They don't know they don't realize that they're visiting a city which is full of people who need to get from A to B as quickly as possible because they need to do their job, right? So these tourists, they come because they're on holiday, they don't realize, and they just come and they might, for example, just stand around in the street in large groups, just blocking the street, or they would get into the underground system and just sort of stop in a passageway uh, and look at their tourist maps because they're trying to work out where to go. And all of the all of the time they're just blocking people, getting in the way, making life difficult for the ordinary Londoners who have to get from A to B in order to do their work, right? So that's the bad tourists. Those are the ones who are just sort of like standing around in the street just going, oh, la, 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 I'm just having a lovely holiday. And meanwhile, the rest of London gets blocked behind them. Uh, then, on the other hand, you've got the good tourists, and these are the ones who kind of do a little bit of research before they come to the city and they realise that they're not just going on holiday to a city, but they're also becoming part of a very complicated system um, of people moving around, right? And they realise that really to appreciate the city properly, they've got to sort of think about um, using the underground system or the buses or whatever. They've just got to think about moving around as if there were real Londoners, so they realise that they're in a city which is full of people moving around and they just kind of keep cool and they go to the cool places and they don't get in the way too much and they see what London is really like rather than just living in some sort of dream world holiday kind of thing, right? So now in this episode, hopefully, you'll get some advice which will allow you to be one of those good tourists, one of the cool tourists. I don't know, maybe you already live in London. Maybe you're learning English here and you live here in London in which case you'll probably use the underground every day. And uh, and so you should definitely follow this advice. It'll really help you. 
And or maybe you're you're not even learning English. Maybe you're just a like a, a teacher of English or just someone who enjoys listening to this podcast. And maybe you live in London too. Well, you you use the underground as well. So why don't you listen to this as well and use it to kind of um, you know give you a few ideas or maybe how you can get on that crowded train that you keep missing or how you can just get a seat if you if usually you can't find a seat. There's an art to using the underground and you're going to learn about it in this episode. Now, um, let me just give you a few facts about the London Underground. Well, um, basically, there, as I've said, there are more than 7 million residents in London. Every day, millions of people use the underground. It's the oldest underground railway in the world. Um, it was first opened in 1890. Um, Londoners call it the Tube or the tube, but most people say tube. Um, that's because the shape of the tunnels is a bit like a tube. Um, they call it the tube, right, uh, or the underground. In in France, in Paris, they call it the metro. That's the Paris metro is their underground system. In New York, the underground system is called the subway. And then here in London, it's called the underground or the tube. And um, it's an international icon for London. You probably know that the the logo for the London Underground, the blue circle with the red horizontal line. You probably know the London Underground map because that's also a kind of cultural icon which represents London. Um, it's a design classic, the London Underground map, and uh, it was developed uh, with many different stages. And um, it's now uh, very famous, the, uh, the London Underground map. There are 270 stations on the underground and 402 kilometres of track. Um, each year, uh, more than 1 billion individual journeys are made. It's the third biggest metro system in Europe after Moscow and Paris. And it's the second biggest, um, it, sorry, it's the third busiest metro system in Europe after Moscow and Paris. And it's the second biggest metro system in the world after Shanghai. Um, <clears throat> so what else can I tell you about this episode? Well, you're going to get some advice. Like I said, the conversation you're going to hear is between me and my cousin, Ollie, um, Oliver. Now, Ollie is a very, very close friend of mine and my cousin. We are basically um, the same age He's two years old. No, he's two weeks older than me. Um, Pasquale is a friend of both of ours, and he's from Montreal in Canada, but he's been living in London for three years. Now, Ollie has been using the underground to get to work every day for 10 years. Every day he spends two hours on the underground. That's one hour to get to work and one hour to get back. Two hours every day for 10 years that pretty much makes him kind of an expert on the London Underground, in my opinion. He knows all the secrets. He knows how to get a seat. He knows the best ways to make sure that you don't block uh, the corridors and that you can find the exit points easily. He's a master of using the Underground. He's got some very advanced tips to give you. Pasquale uh, has been living in London for three years, even though originally he's from Canada. Um, you'll be able to hear his Canadian accent, in fact. Um, but he's been living in London for three years. 
He doesn't really like using the underground because he thinks it's too crowded and it's not very healthy. He prefers to cycle, which is even more dangerous, in my opinion. If you cycle on the streets of London, you've got to be some sort of crave, crazy adrenaline junkie or something. But I guess that's what, uh, that's, that's what he likes to do and he gets him from A to B. So you're going to listen to us talking. Now, the conversation is pretty quick because there's three of us. And um, so we give bits of advice. Now, I thought I would summarize the advice for you just to make it useful. So you can just hear the advice basically from me now. And then you can listen to the conversation and enjoy it. And you'll, you'll know basically what we're talking about. So it should help you to understand the conversation. Let me just summarize the advice now. Now, um, this advice really comes from Ollie because he's the, the, uh, the heavy user of the underground, right? Um, he says, first thing, you've got to keep moving. Don't stop, okay? Keep moving. So when you get to the gates, you must have your Oyster card ready. Your, an Oyster card is an electronic ticket, and you can top up the Oyster card with credit. So you put money on it before you travel, and then when you go through the gates, you beep the Oyster card. Beep, like that, on a sensor, you beep it, and that automatically takes some credit away from your card, okay? So you don't need to keep paying for a ticket every time you travel. You top up at the beginning of the week, and then you just beep in and beep out. So you must have your Oyster card ready. Don't sort of, um, don't block everyone by going through your pockets trying to find your Oyster card. Women, Get your Oyster card ready because there's nothing more time-consuming than waiting for you to find your Oyster card in your handbag. Because we know that a handbag is a bit like um, it's like the TARDIS, you know, um, from Doctor Who. It's they look small, but inside there's massive amounts of space. So get your Oyster card out of your handbag before you get to the gate. Then you won't block everyone. You won't waste time that way. Okay. Um, next thing, when you're using the escalators, the escalators, by the way, are those um, electronic um, stairs, um, the, the stairs that kind of uh, automatically take you down or up, the escalators. When you're using the escalators in London, you must stand on the right and let passengers walk past you on the left. It's one of the, the worst things that tourists do. The thing that annoys Londoners the most is when tourists get onto the escalator and they just stop. They stand in the middle and they block it and people can't get past. So if, you don't, if you're lazy and you don't want to walk up or down the escalator, you must make sure you're standing on the right and there's enough space to the left. So stand on the right of the escalator. When you reach the station platform, don't stop there. Oh, no, 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 no. You must keep moving. Move down the platform. The same goes for when you get onto the train. Don't just stop when you get onto the train. You must move down inside the car. Move down inside the carriage. Because you've got to remember, there's a million Londoners behind you who want to get on that train. So you must make space. Don't be shy. Move down inside the carriage. Right? Now, um, here are some tips for getting on the train when it's really crowded. Now, these are some advanced level tips, and Oliver will tell you more about them during the conversation you're going to listen to, right? So, here's one tip. Um, you, you should find the exit from the platform and stand there, because when the train comes in, all of the clever travellers will have got onto that car near the near where the exit will be and they will all exit the train at that point 
and then you will just stand to one side, let them all exit, and then you can slip into the train. And there'll definitely be space because everyone's got off near the exit, right? That's some pretty clever advanced level stuff. Um, the other thing is, how do you know where the doors will stop? It's difficult to know where the doors will stop. In Japan, there are markings on the platform that tell you exactly where the doors will stop. That's not the case in London. So how do you know where the doors will stop? Well, one thing you can do is look at the yellow line. There's one yellow line on the platform that you should stand behind so that you're safe. Look at that yellow line. And where the paint has worn down, where the paint has worn down, you'll know that that's when the doors open, people get off the train there and they step on the yellow line and they wear down the paint. Then, you know, if you can see that the paint has been worn down, you know that's where the doors are going to open. So you stand there. Clever, isn't it? Clever stuff. Stand near where the paint has been worn away because that's where the doors will be. Then the doors will open right near you. You let people get off first and then you can get on the train. Bingo. You've got a seat. You can relax. You can chill out. You can read a book or just chill. Whatever you want to do, right? Uh, because you, you've managed to find that most coveted prize on the London Underground. And that's a seat, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Um, so next thing that uh, you're going to hear about is etiquette. Now, etiquette basically means like things you should do or things you shouldn't do in a social situation. Etiquette, right? So um, let's see. Etiquette, when you get um, etiquette, let's see, you should um, get out of the way. So if you're going to stop on the platform, make sure you get out of the way so you can let people pass. It's common sense, really. Next thing is when the train stops and the doors open, let the passengers off the train first. Allow, Give them space to get off that train. I know that there's 100 people on the platform and they all want to get onto the train. They all want to get a seat. But you still have to be polite. You must make space. Let the passengers off the train first and then get on and then move down inside the carriage, right? Now, if you're wearing a backpack, if you're wearing a rucksack, a big bag on your back, you should take that off because otherwise you're going to use up a lot of space. Take the bag off your back, put it down by your feet. It creates more space. When you're, uh, You must pay attention to your personal hygiene. That's basically, you've got to be trying to stay clean because it's horrible if there's B.O., do you know what B.O. means? Well, it's body odour, right? B.O. B.O. can be horrible on the underground. If you're trapped next to a guy who's got a B.O., oh, it can make you feel really sick. It can dis destroy your day and put you in a really bad mood. So before you get on the underground, check the B.O. situation, okay? Make sure you're using some nice deodorant, yeah? Keep yourself clean. <laughs> um... Next thing, don't listen to music too loud on your iPod, right? Because otherwise it, you will distract and irritate the other passengers. So there's nothing more annoying than that. Throughout your journey, it's just really annoying. Secondly, if you've got a mobile phone that plays music, use some headphones. Don't just play the music out loud. No one, no one cares about your music. So use some headphones and don't play the music too loud, Okay. Um, don't eat smelly food. That's disgusting. Don't go onto the um, 
Don't take your McDonald's onto the train unless you have to, unless you're you're dying of hunger or something. Don't bring the McDonald's or the pizza or the kebab onto the train. It's disgusting, all right? Eat first, travel second. Something like that. There's some kind of rule there. Don't bring smelly food onto the underground. If you see an elderly person, an old person, if you see a disabled person, an injured person or a pregnant woman, uh, you're, you're very unlikely to see a pregnant man. So that's, you don't worry about that. A pregnant woman, pregnant person. Uh, if you see any of those things, please consider giving up your seat for that person. That's just politeness. And it's also one of the rules of etiquette on the underground. If you don't give up your seat, you're going to look like a nasty, horrible person. And there's nothing nothing worse than being a nasty, horrible person, is there? Oh, no, there isn't. Um, so give up your seat to elderly, injured, disabled or pregnant people. Don't talk too loudly. Don't shout on the underground. It's not a social club. Keep it, keep it peaceful if you can. We're all stuck on one of these trains under the ground. It's not the most fantastic experience. But don't spoil it by shouting across the train at your friends. It's just antisocial. Be a bit, be a bit considerate. Okay. Um, so no antisocial behaviour. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much the, um, pretty much the, the the basic advice that we give. Now you can listen to the conversation between me and Ollie and Pasquale, and um, enjoy it. Do enjoy the conversation, and uh, you will be able to listen to more episodes from Luke's English Podcast very soon. That's it. Enjoy the conversation. Bye. Okay, let, let me start then by introducing um, my two guests here on the podcast today. To my right, I have uh, Mr. Oliver Thompson. Hello. Hello, Oliver. And uh, Oliver is my cousin. Isn't that true? That's, that's correct. My father is your father's brother. My father is... No, your father is my father's brother. Yes. That's not confusing at all, is it? <laughs> no. So, his, yeah, that's right. My dad and his dad are brothers, which pretty much makes us cousins. It does, First cousins. Correct. First cousins, exactly. And to my left, I have Mr. Pasquale Tropea, right? So that's how I pronounce your surname. That sounds good. And uh, so, Pasquale, where, where are you from, in fact, first of all? I'm originally from Montreal, Canada, mm -hmm. and I've uh, been living in London for the last three years now. Okay, right, I see. How's London? Then? Um... It's amazing. I don't know. It's difficult to kind of sum up in a few words, but it's uh, it's a it's a very busy city. It's got lots of people and lots of activities, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know. It's it's up there in terms of uh, cool things, cool places to live. Yeah, definitely. It's one of the cool. It's no. Let's face it. It's the best place in the world on planet Earth. Yeah. Well, no, just in the universe. Really. The universe. Yeah, it's better than. I mean, apparently that some of the planets that orbit Jupiter are pretty good, but I think none of them really compare to... None of them have a, a capital city like London. Yeah, not West London, specifically. Yeah. It's better than, than everywhere else. Um, so, I thought that uh, we would t today talk about uh, travelling around London, because, uh, Oliver, first of all, I know that you travel um, in the underground a I lot. I do. I've spent for the last... Six years I've spent two hours a day on uh, the London Underground and I've, I've come to know it very well indeed. And I have some top tips of how to navigate and some 
um, some etiquette around how one should behave mm, on mm. Uh, the London Underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I thought then we could just sort of share those tips and look at uh, exactly what it's really like travelling on the underground. Um, Pasquale, do you use the underground much? Actually, I try to avoid it as much as possible, to be honest. Um, but I do have some tips as well. Yeah? Mainly, don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Why? How come? Well, I'd have to say um, it's uh, really hot. Mm. There's too many people on it. And um, it breaks down a lot. Yeah. So, you know, so instead I cycle. Right. Which means I save a lot of money, too. Can you read when you're cycling? No. <laughs> Because you got to concentrate so you don't get run over by London's crazy drivers. Yeah, and London's buses, the other public transport. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But the best tip I have for cyclists would be for them to take up the entire lane so that buses or vehicles can yeah. squeeze by you. How do you take up the entire lane? Just ride right in the middle of the lane. <laughs> <laughs> and if they honk at you, tough. Like, so if you get like, ah, ah, then... Ignore you them. just kind of go, yeah, so, what are you going to do? Run yes. me over? Yeah, especially, and then the best part's when, like, they're honking at you, and they're rushing to get somewhere, right? Yeah. But really, they're just rushing to get to the queue of the traffic. So when they have to stop yeah. and wait at the traffic light, because there's, or just traffic, that's when you stop, and you have to ask them, where are you rushing to? This spot right here, where you have to actually stop, <laughs> stop, and can't actually consume any more gas to get something up, and so yeah. that's when you... Flip them the bird and cycle away. Flip, flip them the bird? What do you mean? Oh, you mean? that's giving them the middle finger. <laughs> you give them your middle finger? No, as, a, as like a gesture. Right. <laughs> like you show them your hand and then you fold away all your fingers except for the middle one. Right. And that's... Uh, yeah, that's that, flipping the bird. Right. You're giving the bird sometimes. Giving the bird. You're giving... Yeah. Showing the bird. Yeah. It's, it's an international gesture, I think. Uh, I think yeah. I think, yeah. It's rude. I think it's rude pretty much everywhere. Yeah, certainly yeah. is. Yeah. 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 But you have to. Yeah, I guess the one thing though is that don't just do it to anybody. Right. Who it, should you do it to? Old people, because <laughs> you can get away from them faster. <laughs> um, Children. Bus drivers, because they can't get out of their cage. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know though. I've seen bus drivers get out of their little bus driver cage. Really? That's, yeah, I they can they can that. leap out of those cages pretty quickly. They can they, flip. They can flip. Every bus driver is basically on the edge. So yeah. <laughs> uh, whose telephone is that? That's my telephone, isn't it? It's your friend Amina. <laughs> it's Amina calling me. Okay, I'm gonna have to pause the podcast. Pause. Okay, so we're back. Um, I paused the podcast, but if you're listening, you couldn't notice. It's the magic of editing, right? Um, so then, can I just, maybe we just start again, in a way, because we got caught up in a tangent, didn't we? Um, so well, we, we went over ground there, that's what we, happened. We did, we, we got lost um, on a bicycle. Um, so, Oliver, just, to, just let us know again, how often do you use the underground? So I use the, I live in Tooting, which is... Um, on the Northern Line in South London, and I have to travel to White City, which is on the Central Line in West London. So I have to use the Northern Line, the Victoria Line, and the Central Line every day, and that's a journey of about 50 minutes on a very good day. On a bad day, who knows? Mm. It, right. could be, it could take all day. Right. And you, 
You work at the BBC, don't you? Well, I work at the BBC, that's right. Well, just, I thought I'd add that. It just sounds good. To give me some kind of credibility. That's right. And Pasquale, you work at the BBC too, don't you? I just so happen to, yes. Yeah, wow. So two genuine, actual BBC people on a free podcast. That's right. That's value for money. That really is. That's your your BBC licence fee, giving you that little bit extra. That's right. Um, But Pasquale, you don't use the underground very often. No, I I really try to avoid it, actually. Um, I'm lucky, though. So I I work in White City as well, and um, I live in the West, in West London, in uh, in Fulham, Mm. um, right by uh, Chelsea Stadium, the old Stamford Bridge. So because I live in West London, I choose to cycle, which means um, a 20-minute cycle ride as opposed to an hour on the tube of death <laughs> but the uh, cycling can be quite the vessel de- the vessel of contagion right <laughs> the vessel of contagion the lim- the lymphatic cancer of um yes yeah, of london yes yeah um so you, you you're not a fan of the underground no but uh, i have to contend with it so i do have some tips of my own okay so let's let's focus on those tips shall we okay right so we're, we're gonna in this podcast you're gonna listen to us basically giving you some really important advice on how to use the underground effectively and how to not only survive your underground journey but also maybe enjoy it a little bit too that's right this is, this could be the key to your to enjoying your london experience okay conquer the transport and you conquer london yeah. okay can i just also add here that we're we're eating chocolate uh, <laughs> while, while recording this podcast it's probably not such a good idea to eat with to talk with your mouth full true um, so that's not very English continue. is it you're not supposed to talk with your mouth full in England no mm. but that's the beauty of radio mm. why because you, you can't see yeah but you can certainly hear because it sounds like <laughs> you're sort of talking like this yeah well what I think is that, obviously if you're using the underground um, you know, that's not necessarily going to sound that good is it no, but that did give you an excuse to eat some chocolate, I noticed. <laughs> I did. You know what I'm going to do? Take it away. I'm taking the, I'm going to take the chocolate away here. No. Sure, Paul, you, you brought it in. I brought it in as a gift, but I'm taking that gift away from you now. You can have more chocolate when we finish. Right, as a, as a, as like a... I feel like a dog doing a trick. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's You'll reward me with chocolate. <laughs> I will give you a chocolate reward when this is finished. Okay. Right, so... Let's um, just start by listing some bits of advice. So, Oliver. So, some key, some key advice. There's, there's two, two ticket options on the underground. So you can either have a paper ticket, which you buy in the station, and that takes a bit of time. You've got to slot it into the um, little ticket hole at the gate and then kind of collect it the other side, and it, it holds up the flow of the um, passengers. So what you should do is buy an Oyster card. Yeah which is a kind of plastic card, and all you have to do is touch it at the gate, and the gate's open. But before you, before you get to the station, there's two things you should do. You should make sure you have some uh, uh, money on your Oyster card, and you can top up online and add money to your account, your Oyster account. Mm. Um, and also make sure you've got it out of your pocket before you get to the gate, because um, otherwise you'll get to the gate and you'll have a queue of people behind you just crushing you slowly into the gate um, as you try and kind of get your Oyster card out of your pocket. Right, um, so, so, yeah, go on. Go I, on. Don't, I don't want to be sexist, but this, this particularly applies to women who can spend a good three or four hours going through their handbag looking for their Oyster card at the right. gate, I've, I've found. Okay, so can I just gonna briefly summarise what you just said? <laughs> it might be... Uh, useful people listening to this right so we've got the two ways to buy tickets one is to buy a paper ticket 
One is to buy, an, and paper ticket's a bit old-fashioned now, is. isn't it? And the other way is to buy the Oyster card, which you get um, a plastic little credit card thing, and you can top up, you can put money on your Oyster card, and then you just kind of beep your Oyster card on a sensor, and that automatically opens the gates. That's right. right. Okay. But the key thing to remember is that there's, like, millions of people behind you who want to get through that gate, right? So when you when if you stop at any time on the underground, you're basically holding up London, right? <laughs> Imagine that the ent- all of London is behind you trying to get on that train, yeah. and if you stop, then you're basically stopping London. You, do, you need yeah, to totally. you need to be oil in the underground machine, not grit. Mm. That's that's how you should view yourself that's as a passenger. Good. That's like you know, sometimes when the stock market is slow, mm-hmm. it's because people prevented stock stockbrokers from getting to their offices. It's because, it's, because, it's because there were women, women rooting through their handbag at the gates. That's right, so, so, so yeah, get your Oyster card ready so that when you get to the gate, you can efficiently beep your way in. You don't have to stop at the gate and then look for your Oyster card. Women, we're talking to you. We love you, you know, because you're sexy and everything. <laughs> but not your handbags. But handbags can be a problem. Yeah, right. think ahead. Just thirty seconds ahead. I've got a little side anecdote, actually. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's happened to me where, like, I, I'm primed. I've got my pistol out, my oyster card, ready, ready to shoot. Yeah. And um, uh, and uh, there's a gentleman in front of me. He happened to be a gentleman this time, not a woman, I have uh-huh. to say. So it's not just the women out there. And um, he went to tap in with his card, and um, it wasn't working. And I, and I went to tap in immediately after him, and mine worked. And actually, he, what happened was he went through the gate on my money. Yeah. And then I realized that, and I had to like quickly rush to the gate, and I almost got crushed. Yeah. And almost lost my life in the what gate. Ha- Don't what be ha- too eager is the moral of that story. Mm, exactly. So mm. although you want to keep the flow going, you still have to like, you need a millisecond of reaction time. Yeah. Between, between the passengers. You've got to be quick. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a quick, yeah. but not too quick. You know okay. I mean? Okay. Gotta get the balance right. Yeah, because you can get screwed over, and and the thing is, the attend the attendants in the underground, they're not very compassionate to that kind of cause. No. no by the time you realise that you, he's gone through on your card, he's gone. He's probably on a train somewhere. Yeah. And meanwhile, oh. there's 45 people behind you who hate you. Yeah, that's right. Because your card won't work. Right. So yeah, that's a common problem. If like I'm behind a guy, and the guy's oyster card doesn't work, and I press my oyster card on the thing. And then the gates open. He goes through on my Oyster card. I'm left there stranded because the gates have closed and my Oyster card's not working because the computer's going, no, no, you've already gone through. And I'm like, no, it wasn't me. It was the guy. It was another guy. And computer says no. Computer says no. And you, you have just broken London. <laughs> yeah, and then London, the economy, is <laughs> screwed because of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, next. Next, well, what other tips were there? So that was that was your summary of oyster cards and tickets. Tip, yeah, tip. getting through the gates. You're in okay. the gate now. You're inside. So you're yeah. through. That 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 applies, by the way, whether you're leaving the tube or entering the tube. You know, have your oyster card prepared. That's yeah. important. So, but once you if you're entering the tube, then you get to the escalators. And there's a key thing to do is if you're if you if you've chosen to stand and not walk, stand on the right. What you find is tourists don't know this rule and they'll stand on the left where you're supposed to be walking. Mm-hmm. And quite quickly, you'll either get a crush of people pushing you down the escalators, where, which is quite dangerous because the edges are very sharp, mm-hmm. and there will be no compassion if you fall. Particularly bad for your teeth. Particularly yes. bad for your teeth, yeah. yeah. You've got to take care of your teeth, too. <laughs> yeah. 
And um, so stand on the right if you're not walking. That's absolutely absolutely key. Okay. So then you you go down the escalators. You you reach the bottom, and then you get to the platform. And there's an entrance to the platform. Don't stop there. Yeah. There's people coming behind you. Yeah, yeah. This is all about keeping people moving. That's what the that's what makes the underground work. Yeah. So when you reach the platform, move down. Move along the platform. Yeah. Okay. That that's um, common. Very common problem with tourists, particularly with tourists, because what happens is at the bottom of the escalator, you have on the left you have like the eastbound platform, on the right you have the westbound platform. Is that always the case? Well, no, it could be the northbound. Why are you saying that? Well, for example, (laughs) you have a T junction. That's what you have. You have a junction. You have option often two platforms, and in front of that junction, there's a map. Uh, which shows you where which stations you can find if you take that route. And obviously what happens is tourists, they get to the bottom and they go, I don't know, do I want to go east or west? And they stand in front of the map um, and they look, you know, very slowly. Fair enough, it's a new well, city. Well, it's probably talking and laughing and not really and concentrating. And just enjoying themselves. Yeah. How dare they? Having fun. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe the thing is they shouldn't do it between like 7 and 9 in the morning. They should be banned. Right. No tourists between seven and nine. No, no. Morning. You should have. You should have. And to then do like a test. five and seven in the in the evening. You should have. A, you should. You'll need. You should need a license. It's like umbrellas. You should need a license to operate on the underground within certain times of the day. Right. As you should need a license to own an umbrella. What you're local. suggesting is there needs to be some sort of immigration, some customs officials. Yeah. At the opening to it. <laughs> no, you need to get <laughs> to an, an underground station, which and they check your passport. And if you're foreign, you're not allowed. To, what are we talk? What are we saying here? <laughs> what kind of policy is this? This is terrible. No, you could do it. You could have an Oyster card that Sounds you fascist. approved Oyster card. You can only get access to the Oyster card if you pass a test, and that okay. Oyster card only works between seven and nine. Okay, I don't know if this this policy would work. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would be a success. No, I think I think. But did you get a point right? The idea is that when you get to the bottom of the stairs, your initial reaction. It's like, if you're not sure about east or west, just pick a direction. <laughs> just, just, just get the hell out of the way, basically. Just go left, because you can always come back if you're wrong, right? Yeah. So the idea is, yeah, like, yeah. go with your gut. Keep it moving. Go, go with your gut. You know, yeah. I think, I, I need to keep it flowing. Yeah. So I'll be like, mm, yeah, <laughs> I think West London's cool. I'm going to go west. I'm going to go west. Yeah. Or, you know, oh, I, I'm a, you know, I'm on the north-south line. I'm like, mm, I'm going to go, it's I'm not going to go south. It's a 50-50 chance. So, yeah, know. exactly. Just so you choose your direction and just go. Go with it. If you get it wrong, you'll have to loop round <laughs> and get back to where you started. It's fun. It's yeah. like an adventure. Yeah. You know. Okay, so uh, also, when you get onto the platform, you must move down the platform, right? Because the other problem is people, they get onto the platform and they're like, I'm here. I've arrived at the platform. That's it. Now I just wait for the train. Uh-uh. No, uh, 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 that, that's not the end of the journey. You need to then move down the platform because, again, the rest of London needs to get onto that platform. Yeah. Right? Okay. You know, it's quite helpful because, like, the underground kind of staff have uh, conveniently painted giant a box, yellow box on the ground with, like, yellow X's. Yeah. So like that's like, do not stand in this area. Yeah. <laughs> so just pay attention. to If you're standing on a yellow X, you shouldn't be standing there. No. Yeah, and if you get pushed onto the tracks, then you deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sarcasm, ladies and gentlemen. That's that was sarc- no, that, that that's was sarcasm. actual. That's a genuine belief. That's yeah. even extra sarcasm then. <laughs> British British irony, right? How do you say that in Canada? I don't know. I still don't know what it means. Like, <laughs> okay. I'm still getting to grips. So weird British that, humor, and that in itself was ironic. 
See, yeah. see how he's layering it. Too much irony. I'm, it's like I feel sick. Is that bad for your diet? I think so. <laughs> Guinness has got a lot of a lot irony of in it. Spinach has lots of irony in it. I think. <laughs> um, okay, so Oliver. Yes. So um, that's that's kind of the the basics for people to know. But I have some particular tips for what you do when it's crowded mm-hmm. on the underground because it, it is extremely crowded at particular times of day. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll come on to etiquette later, but yeah. here are just some some sneak tips. So, firstly, if, if it's a very crowded platform and it's a busy time of day and you're worried that you won't get on the train, mm-hmm. go and stand where the exit is. Because Wait a second, that's contradicting information, is there? No, the exit. That's the entrance where we've just come moved oh, moved down. What, the if, exit what, if, what about those else. tubes that have like entrance exits? Very, very rare. Okay, very rare. Unlikely that those those um, okay. those tubes will be particularly busy. Okay. So you have to find where the way out sign is. Yeah. And then because regular commuters will pick the carriage that's closest to the exit because they can quickly get off and straight to the escalator. I'm confused. It's a super user. It's a super user. Like You're that. like an advanced user. This is this is this is this is uh, is an advanced level. I'm not. He's like a black belt. Intermediate. Yeah. You don't like the Matrix. <laughs> you're like Neo. You're Keanu Reeves in the Matrix. I am the you one. You kind of look like Keanu Reeves too, mate. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay. So, so what you're saying is that to find a quiet part of the platform. To, to, no, you have to find the carriage where most people will get off, so that you can get on. And the, and the carriage nearest to the exit is where most people will get off. So find the exit, so that when the train comes in, the doors will open most people will get off near the exit. Yeah, because the regular users will pick a carriage that, that get, is, is where the exit is at the, at the kind of their destination station. Right. They're the, they're the traveller super users finding <laughs> the shortest point from A to B. Exactly, which is what I do. That's absolutely key to your tube experience. You're a super user. I sometimes go, go the opposite way to the way the London Underground staff want me to, but I'm down a kind of shortcut. Whoa, 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 whoa. But let's not get into that. That's too complicated. That's too complicated. That's sexy. Yeah, that's hot. It's, yeah, I'm excited. Okay, <laughs> but that, okay, that's, he goes that's into one. no man's land. You know where there's no entry. That's where he's going yeah. straight down. Man. You know, at the end of the platform where there's a sign that says "Do not go here because it could be dangerous." Yeah, it could be hazardous. You're like, I live you beyond go in, that You go in there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I stand there. I sometimes just drive the train. Okay, because then right. you always get a seat. Because he drives it a bit faster than the actual conductors do. Okay, it's ridiculous. <laughs> we're, we're, this is becoming a little bit ridiculous okay let's get back down to that was a genuine tip though stand you know where the exit is because you'll probably then get a seat on that carriage because it will empty okay. so that's one point right. secondly there are yellow lines along the edge of the platform just where you're not supposed to stand in front of because yeah. that's you know there's a safe distance where those yellow lines are worn is where the doors will be because people get out of the carriage and step on the yellow lines and wear them down. Where oh, where the yellow line is worn, yeah. where it's worn, where the where, paint has where started can, to yeah. wear away. Because yes. that's funny. Because I was going to say the reverse. I was going to say if the train across the platform comes in before yours does, it's an indication as to where the doors will you line could, up. You could compare. That's true. Right. Oh, okay. So that's like, that's a kind of like the reverse of what he's saying. But that's if, quite good. if it's an open platform, which is not often actually, mm, right, sometimes. Right. So if you're so if you're one one of those uh, stations where there's like both platforms face to face, face to face, look at where the other train stops. You can see the doors. That's a good tip. Yeah. In Japan, uh, they actually have markings on the ground. Yeah, little queue lines. Yeah. yeah. They tell you exactly where to stand. No so messing about. No messing around. Fish. None of this chaos that we have in London. Instead, they have clear markings on the on the platform that show you exactly where the doors will stop. And in, in, even for different types of trains, it's crazy. They're organised. 
they're super organized yeah but that's a good tip where the line the yellow lines are worn there there will be the doors so you can know exactly where to stand because people have like regularly got off there and they step onto the yellow line and the yellow yeah. line gets worn away exactly do, do you do you like to step on the yellow line just to kind of perpetuate that exactly kind of exactly I like to increase because they repaint those yellow lines sometimes oh, when they do it on the Victoria line I'm thrown it really upsets me <laughs> so I like to get those those worn a little bit okay um, so that's a useful tip um, the third tip is um, if it's really, really busy, which often happens when there's delays and things, and you know you're not getting on the next train, mm-hmm. what you do is you stand at the front of where that train is, at the platform, and you watch it as it leaves the, plat- leaves the platform. You look at the, each carriage as it zips past, and you see the emptiest one, like, are the second to last carriage is the emptiest, you walk down the platform, and you stand there and wait for the next train, and then you'll find you can get on. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that's, so that's another super user tip. That's a super user tip. This is advanced stuff. I have this to is, say, this, this is, is maybe maybe we shouldn't start at this level. I th- I'm gonna okay. I've, I've, I think we should backtrack it back to etiquette. Okay, well let's let's keep going, right? But what I'm gonna do is when I edit this at the beginning, I'm gonna just give everyone a really simple version of this, and then they can listen to this conversation. Okay. You know, so the, the the useful advice will come right at the beginning of the episode, and then they can just listen to us talking, sort of. Bullshit. That's yeah. where, you know. Well, it's not bullshit, but you know, talk having fun. We're elaborating. Yeah, elaborating yeah. exactly. Um, so can I, can I just clear that up? Yeah. You, you, okay. <laughs> God, it's confusing, isn't it? Right. So you're at the uh, on the platform. It's very busy. You can't get on the train. So you go to like the end of the platform. So you can then watch that train, which is full of people leaving, and you look in the pla- in the train. And you find the as it goes past, you'll notice that one of the carriages is probably likely to be emptier than the others because it's there's been no entrances there or something yeah. you know, on that journey. Yeah. So you watch the carriages go past. You notice which one was emptiest. Then you kind of judge where roughly that will be on the platform, and you walk down and stand. So mm. when the next train arrives, excuse me, you're outside the emptiest carriage. Super user, how many paces is one carriage length? For me, that's a good question. It depends which train and which tube line you're talking about. Oh, wow. This guy's got stats. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's, it's, how much have you been thinking about this? I spent 10 years. on the, on the uh, 10 years, 2 hours a day. Now you know why I don't take the tube. Yeah, because you'll become like here. You wasted 10 years of... There's a lot of my brain dedicated to this expertise. Mm. Yeah. You should, yeah. You should become like a consultant. Mm. I could be a consultant traveller. For giving people advice on using the underground, and this is good good knowledge. Anyway, let, let's carry on, shall yeah. we? Yeah. They're my they're just my three little extra advanced. Those tips. are like secret advanced tips for using the underground. Yeah. Okay, and the basics really are just like don't stop moving. That's important. Keep moving. Like when you get off the train, keep moving. Don't stop because everyone else is going to have to stop too. If you have to stop, get out of the way. Like get right against the wall. Yeah. So it's like you're on get, a cliff edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like get right back against the wall and let people go past you. Don't just stop in the middle of the platform. Yeah. And never, ever, if you're in a large group, never congregate. No. You don't have a meeting on the platform. It's crazy. You're stopping London from from operating. Yeah, correctly. basically you're like a blood clot. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then London's gonna like have a heart attack. That's yeah. Good. Okay. So okay, that's getting on and off the train. But what about once you're in the train? Mm. Okay, we can we can come to that because this comes down to etiquette. Right. So there's a lot of etiquette you need to know about on the train. Okay. So um, I think first first thing the important thing is when you're getting on the train, let the passengers get off the train first. That's absolutely key. How how do they get off the train when you're trying to get on? Wait till it's emptied and then you can enter the carriage. 
You know, which means okay. don't stand in the middle of the doorway. Exactly, yeah. stand aside. Let other passengers off the train before you try before to get on. Before boarding the train, as, what as the announcement yeah. goes. Like, please let passengers off the train before... Attempting to board the train. Right. Yeah. It's just basic politeness. It is, it is, exactly. It's like when someone holds a door open, you know, you don't try and go through it whilst someone's coming the opposite direction. It's just common sense. Yeah. It's kind of like drinking your glass of water and trying to fill it at the same time. It's mad. It's, it's impossible. That's just insane. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a crazy person would do that. That's right. Yeah. So that's first thing. Then when you do get on the train, don't stop. Don't stop at the doors. There's about 50 people behind you trying to get on. Mm. Move, move down inside the carriage. Yeah. That's very important. That's another announcement that you will hear on the yeah. underground. You know, it's like, please move down inside the carriage, please. You know, th- this is a central line train to Ealing Broadway. Please move down inside the carriage. And then the then the driver kind of goes, there may be something else on the uh, central line today. We're, we're uh, it's currently experiencing signal failure at White City. Uh, I'll give you more updates as they come to me. That's right. You know, and but normally, it, if you're on a train, the speakers aren't very good, so it normally sounds a bit like this: Ealing Broadway, signal failure, White City. Thank you. I have to say though, they're always really polite. Yeah, it's amazing how polite those announcements are. Yeah, really. Not always. No, come on. I think they get classes in politeness. Like, sorry to bother you. But I'm afraid there might be a few delays on the underground today. Terribly sorry. Um, you know, would you like a biscuit, perhaps? You know, they don't they don't do that though. No, do no they? biscuits. They're just very apologetic. Okay. Right. Sometimes like it's their fault. Sometimes they're funny. Like they make um, they make jokes and things. Like I, I I've heard some very sarcastic tube drivers. Like you know. Would the would the gentleman in the brown coat who tried to obstruct the doors please remember that doing so can actually uh, break the the underground? Don't do that again in the future. Thank you. You know that sort of thing. yeah yeah. I had one who was like, um, please, ladies and gentlemen, uh, do not uh, obstruct the doors. It can cause delays to your journey. And then when someone did do it. Um, the next announcement was just to let the, the gentleman in the brown coat know the big slidey things on the side of the train are called doors. Which is quite good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, so etiquette. So we're in the train now, right? So you, you've moved down the carriage really inside key. the train. Yeah. And uh, if it's really busy, what would be really helpful is if you take your backpack or your satchel or whatever you've got hanging off your shoulder actually off your soul. Backpacks so, in particular. Yeah, that's backpacks really are annoying. the worst. They're the worst offenders. Mm. They just take up basically another human body space. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So just take it off your back and uh, stick it in between your legs on the floor. Please. Yeah. Job done. Job done. It's safe. It's secure. Exactly. You're making space available. Yes. Yeah. Keep so that the bag one is absolutely cr- crucial. Mm. Um, next is um, another bit of etiquette which is important and, and often not observed by many uh, passengers is if you spot someone who is either elderly or disabled or injured or perhaps a pregnant woman, you really should give your seat up to that person because they need it more than you do. And you'll often notice people will stare at their books and and not look up and can ignore people who require a seat and that's that's not done. What about uh, about fat people? Um, Fat people, no, that's their decision to get fat. Um, they have to just deal with it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Perhaps they might lose weight by standing up and, and thus become less fat. Are you saying that fat people don't deserve to get a seat? 
No, if they're there first, they do, but I'm not giving up my seat to a fat person. The thing is, right. how do you know if a fat person's disabledly fat? That's tricky. Or, preg- or pregnant. I mean, if you get up for, for someone who's just a bit fat, not actually pregnant, that's, that's embarrassing, and it's, it often happens. Well, if you, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it can be terrible. The pregnant, the pregnant or fat question is, is actually... That can a, be a very difficult decision. Yeah. Like, there, there's two difficult decisions to make. One is, when you see someone who comes on, you think, that's a pregnant woman, shall I give her my seat? But then yeah. it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is she pregnant, or is she just fat? Yeah. And if she's just fat, and you go, oh, uh, would you like a seat? She's going to... She's going to be offended. She's going to know that you think she's pregnant yeah. when she's fat. That's right. Yeah. The other one is uh, how old yes, does exactly. that person have to be to be to qualify as elderly? Like yeah. if you see sort of a grey-haired guy, yeah. a grey-haired man get on the train and you think, oh, he's quite old, he might need a seat. And if you say to him, would you like a seat? Sometimes he will be really offended because he's yeah. like, I don't need a seat. I'm not old. What That's just because he's having a bad day. Yeah. No, no, no. What you've basically done is walked up to a stranger and said, excuse me, you look old. <laughs> <laughs> and no one likes to be told that. Yeah, no, you look actually, old, you, you look like your legs don't really yeah, work You anymore. look so old, you need to sit down immediately. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how I say it at all. I think it's just a polite thing to do. Yeah. And you're just offering a seat. It's like, you know, maybe London in the 1850s. <laughs> That's the kind of thing you would do. You mean, yeah. You mean, um, sort of like, oh, I, I noticed that you were rather advanced in years. Would you care to use this seat? Yeah, I respect Sorry. my elders. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I still think it, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky one. It can be insulting. I guess, I guess, with the, I would say it's easier to kind of do it with the elderly. Maybe the fat man, fat woman. I guess if a fat man, you just don't offer it because he's obviously, he obviously he's not pregnant. Yeah. Um, and then if it's a fat woman, well, you know, it's like a, it's fifty-fifty. What about if there's a really attractive girl? She's not pregnant. She's not pregnant. She's not. Uh, she's not injured. She's not old. She certainly isn't disabled. In fact, you know, she's quite the opposite of that. Uh, would you give her your seat? As no. a kind of like, hey, do you want to use? Do you want to sit a fat here? woman. No, no, just a really attractive woman. I've seen, I've seen guys do that, and it looks sleazy. I wouldn't do that. It's, really? Just yeah. because she's good-looking doesn't mean you give her your seat. What about yeah. the ugly girl next to her? Yeah. She deserves a seat just as yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. It's like, being beautiful isn't disability. No, no, no. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, what I guess I'm saying is like... I would, offer, I would offer my lap. <laughs> right. Not my seat, my lap. It was like, would yeah. you like to sit on my lap? She like sit on me. She might give you a slap around the face mm. for that. Or she know. might sit on your lap. She might do. <laughs> she might do that. I would only do that if she had like um, a, a particularly large number of shopping bags. Okay. And uh, you know. Which is often the case with a beautiful woman. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> beautiful women are mostly on mobile phones and carrying shopping bags. But basically, my question really was, um, in London, is it common uh, to do this sort of gentlemanly thing no. of if a lady gets on the train, do you offer her your seat? And no, you don't. You do look you? sleazy. I think it, you it look just sleazy. makes you look sleazy. Yeah. Because yeah. you're saying, I would like to have sex with you. This is step one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what offering your seat. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not really that gentlemanly, is it? No. Man? Although, it, it, one thing that would be nice, for example, if you're sitting in, in, in a row, in a seat, there's three seats available and you sit in the middle one, right? And then at the next stop, two girls come on mm. and then you don't want you would like the, for them to sit together then that's a nice gesture is to shift over a seat 
so that they can have two seats together. That's very true. Yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah. That, that's not sleazy. I often swap places with someone so they can sit with a friend. That's really good. That's and like they're often really, very grateful. Really good behaviour. The worst though is when you stand up so they can sit next to each other, and then as they shuffle along, someone else sits down. And then you lost your seat. Yeah, you've got to be vigilant. You've got to be vigilant. At that point, you punch whoever sat down in the face. <laughs> and then you tell them that's not how musical chairs works. Yeah, that's not too bad to get. You just say, I've been using the underground for 10 years, yeah. okay? Don't, you don't do that. No, as, as you sort of smash their teeth down, down their throats. <laughs> this is what happens when you steal someone's seat on the underground, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Well, that, that's a good point. So how would you deal, how would you diffuse a situation where, like, someone's giving you attitude? Because this just happened to me, and I didn't know how to react, right? So I was stepping aside yeah. uh, prior to getting onto a train. I was stepping aside to let the passengers off. Yeah. And this woman would not kind of shuffle over with me. Uh, and, and she was getting very angry and kind of muttered some kind of not pleasant, unpleasant stuff to me. And yeah. I was like, well... It's like, I didn't know what to say, so I kind of said, well, I'm trying to let the passengers off. I was like, I, I, I didn't know. Yeah. And she was giving me some serious, like, attitude. So yeah. I was like, how would you have approached it? I'd have probably punched her in the face. <laughs> come on now. Come no, on. no. I don't know what she said. I don't know what she said. She probably was... said, oh, you horrible man. Why did you move in front of me? Because she thought I was, like, trying to push her over. When in reality, I was just trying to, like, get out of the way of the passengers, right? Yeah. Which would just increase the flow. I guess, uh, um, as a Londoner... I think the first word that would come out of my mouth there would be sorry, right? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry seems to be the word that applies in all those situations. So if you bump into someone by accident, oh, sorry, or sorry. And it depends on how you say the word sorry. Because you can say sorry, and that's like, what's the matter with you? You know, you can use it as yeah, a term of abuse. That's a way of saying, I'm not sorry. Yeah, it's like, I'm not, you know, like, you, why are you upset? I shouldn't even be saying sorry. It's like, well, sorry, like, really sarcastic. Or you can be really genuine, like, oh, sorry. You know, oh, oh. Usually, usually preceded by, oh, oh oops. Uh, oops, sorry. Oh, sorry. Or you could be, like, really apologetic, which would be like, oh, oh, God, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't, you know, I thought you were pregnant. You know, yeah. I um, thought you were so old. You needed to sit down immediately. I thought, I thought you were old. I thought you were injured. I thought your face was disabled. <laughs> I thought you. I thought your head was injured. But it's just your head. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm really. I do apologise. Um, but normally, sorry. So if someone steps on your foot mm. on the underground, what do you say? Do you say you look at them and expect them to say sorry? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't often apologise to them for them standing on my foot. Don't you? No. Though, though instinctively, sometimes you do say it. Oh, sorry, when you're the one who's been wronged. Oh, the yeah. victim. Yeah. If you're yeah. the victim and you say sorry, sometimes it's just mm. a, it's just a London's instinctive reaction. Over sorrying is is an issue. In yeah, we, we, sorry. <laughs> abundance of sorrying. It's like outbreaks of sorrying. Yeah. As there's like a sort of um, you know. Yeah, so I, I basically said I was just trying to let the passengers off. I'm like, and I did say sorry, actually, I did. Yeah. And, uh, but still, she was very unpleasant. Sometimes people are just unpleasant. Mm. This is the day-to-day -day experience. Yeah. You just have to deal with unpleasant yeah. people, don't you, Oliver? You do, and I, that happens often. I have many tales about it, but they're, they're, they're um, X-rated tales. For the they're podcast. too rude. They're too rude. They involve Londoners swearing at each other. Really? London yeah. is actually swearing oh, at, God, yeah. at each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a good podcast. Mm. Well, they'd, would, they were using some very extreme language. Swear words. Swear words. Okay. 
Curse. Cuss words. Cuss words. That's, Ameri- that's American English, right? Mm-hmm. Cussing. Cussing. Yeah. Okay. That would be a separate podcast entirely. It would. It would. Yeah. About rude words. Mm-hmm. An X-rated yeah. swearing podcast. A sodcast. <laughs> it's sod, real. Sodcast. Okay. Sod, by the way, is a swear word. But anyway, we'll come back to that later. Yeah. Right. So, etiquette guide. We're etiquette. in the chain. More etiquette. Um, yeah. Personal hygiene is key. Mm. You have very little space on the on the train. Mm. So if you haven't washed and you've got extreme body odour, that's, <laughs> that, that's really quite... That can actually be... And this is not a joke. This can be genuinely really quite unpleasant for someone. So if you're standing... That you're packed into a, a crowded train carriage, someone right next to you can absolutely stink and there's no way of getting away from them. There's no escape. No escape. It could be their breath, actually. Mm. That was what I had oh, yesterday. Horrible. I was sitting and these, these, this guy was talking across me to someone on the opposite side and his breath was... I had, like, maybe 20 minutes of him breathing on me. It was absolutely disgusting. What, because his, he, he, uh, he had bad breath? He had halitosis, yeah. Right. So I that word. that's not halitosis. Halitosis. Yeah, it's, yeah. that's the the medical word, isn't it? For, for bad, but, bad breath. But did he have a medical condition, or was he just? I didn't ask actually. He just talks too much, maybe. Did, was anything? He just doesn't drink enough water, probably. Mm. Was anything flying out of his mouth when he spoke? Spit words. <laughs> Other than words. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes, as well as the bad breath, you get bits like. Oh yeah, bits. that would be bad if he was if he was kind of spraying me with saliva. Oh god. You know, he didn't do that. Did you feel? Uh, did you want to offer him a chewing gum? No, I didn't. Have, I was on the way back from football, so I was in my football kit, and I didn't have any chewing gum. But I, I, did, I was going to offer him my seat, or, or actually say to him, "You need to brush your teeth." <laughs> did you feel like maybe sort of punching him in the face? I did think about punching his teeth down his throat. Yeah. <laughs> You've got anger management issues. Jesus, oh, man. Yeah, it's a fine line on the tube between wow. an enjoyable journey and a, and a violent uh, <laughs> assault. Murder. Murder. Yeah, a violent assault. Manslaughter. <laughs> Commuting and violent assault are close. Okay, so basically, you know, be aware of your own personal hygiene. Get yes. some chewing gum, mm-hmm. brush your teeth. Yep. Mostly wash, though. It's mostly about body odour. Don't like, like, don't try to hang on to the bars above your head because that means you're you're exposing your armpit. If you if you smell, yeah. Yeah, so just like maybe just walk around like a penguin, yeah. <laughs> with like your your armpits sealed as tight as possible. Yeah. Which I don't know that may may, may work against you because it's just building up the heat and I don't know. Just, well, just take a bath. But walking like a penguin is is a skill which is very useful on the underground <laughs> because you don't have a lot of space to move around and you have to shuffle. Don't you? It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of shuffling, yeah. and it's That's like true. penguin, king penguins, and emperor penguins. You know, in the North Pole, they sort of shuffle around. Have you ever? That might be a good idea. They should introduce penguins onto the underground, just to teach people how to walk <laughs> <laughs> effectively. It's like you know, they could do Wait training sessions with emperor penguins. They can't do stairs. Pen- no, they can hop. They hop up the stairs. No, no, no. That's the escalators. They just—that's the beauty of it. As long as, the, as long as the penguin stood on the right, I wouldn't have a problem with it. <laughs> so that's a possible idea for the London Underground. They could introduce penguins to teach people yeah, how to training, shuffle. Training around. day, maybe. Yeah, penguin training day. Yeah. Um, what other etiquette do we have? Um, another that? one is. Pardon? If you're a fan of music. Ah uh, yes, yes. Not listening to your um, oh two things in the, on this one. Yeah. Firstly, if you've got a mobile phone that has a speaker built in, mm. don't use it. Mm. No, you don't want everyone on that train carriage doesn't want to hear your music. You so, mean you mean don't play music through your phone without headphones. Exactly, which which does happen. Yeah. Teenagers particularly 
Teenagers. 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 Yeah. To be honest, they shouldn't be allowed. What is it between the age of thirteen and nineteen that just makes people act like dicks? Hormones. It's hormones. There is an answer to that. (laughs) And to be fair, it's not all the teenagers, and and, um, some of them are okay. But like, you do get a lot of like young young people on the underground. God, I feel so old suddenly. Yeah. But anyway. I'd give you a seat. You would, wouldn't That's you? That's how old you yeah. are. Um, but we do get a lot of people on the underground and on buses. They decide that they should play their music loud Yeah. Uh, through the mobile phone. Like, no one cares. We don't want to hear your music. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, it's not as cool as back in the day when you had a ghetto blaster on your shoulder. Yeah. yeah. At least yeah. it sounded better. Now yeah. it's this dinky little phone with a little speaker. No like, bass. I can't even tell what your hip hop sounds like. Yeah. yeah. No bass. No yeah. bass. It's all about the bass. So that, that's you need w- bass on the underground. Anyway. So that's one thing. The other is if you are using headphones, mm. don't turn it up so loud that everyone can still hear, hear your music, which don't, happens often. Don't turn it up loud. Yeah. Too loud. I understand it has to be loud so you can hear it over the noise of the train, but you don't want to necessarily be able to hear the kind of. That's it. Exactly, like that. Just this repetitive, annoying sound. Yeah. Yeah. And then after... You go... Like... (laughs) (laughs) It could be. Yeah. What was um, that? I don't know, it's like a really banging sort of um, house, like, techno tune. (laughs) A good good way to... (laughs) That... That's where in a nightclub everyone puts their hands in the air and like hands yeah, in the yeah, air. Yeah, that's where you come up. Yeah. Hands up in the air, put your hands up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that's uh, annoying. You, that's you, a bad etiquette. But a good way to deal with that, if you can hear someone's beat like that, yeah. you start nodding your head in time with it like this. You can't see this on the podcast, but you just start to bang, tap your foot maybe and move your head in time, mm. and then. Bit by bit, other passengers might do that. Yeah. So the person who's who's listening to their music, bit by bit, sees everyone in the in the carriage moving to the rhythm that they think only they can hear, and then they realise that they can. You know, it's too loud. Yeah. And they turn it down because they feel embarrassed. Really? What if they turn it up because they're like, yeah, grooving too much? Kind of funny then. Then everyone's going to really get into it. (laughs) So what you're saying is that when you're sitting next to someone with headphones on, you can hear their annoying music. Yeah. Then what you should do actually. You, you're saying don't just tell the person to turn the music down no you should actually you can do that but they, they might react badly they might, punch, they might punch you in the face they might punch your teeth down your throat <laughs> <laughs> um, what you should do is you should start maybe tapping your leg or tapping your foot or nodding to the music visibly moving to the to and then the he will look at you and he'll think funny that's amazing what a coincidence he's nodding at exactly the same speed as my music yes and I think you should drum solo on their knee <laughs> use their knees that. as drum as a drum kit yeah like along to their beat they'll be like do you mind yeah 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 <laughs> maybe just add some singing to the track or something maybe like start it. freestyling over it break dancing yeah break dancing on the train you should do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe caterpillar down the carriage there's no space for or punch their teeth <laughs> or, or, or punch their teeth down their throat <laughs> is that why English people have such bad teeth because <laughs> yeah. we yeah. keep punching each other's teeth down each other's throats <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> We've got to the bottom of it. Oh, yeah. This is, again, sort of sarcasm. English people don't really punch each other's teeth down each other's throats much. Much, but they do have bad teeth. It's true, we do. They try teeth. really hard, though. What, to have good teeth? No, to punch each other's teeth <laughs> down each other's throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
do we? We really want to. At time. But we, we kind of shouldn't, so we don't. That's that thing about English people. We're either we're gentlemen, like polite and nice gentlemen or ladies or whatever, or we're like violent hooligans. It's sort of somewhere in between. Either you're Prince William or you're... His brother. Prince Harry. <laughs> you're either really nice, gentle, sort of polite guy, or you're a brutal hooligan. Part-smoking Nazi Halloween costume wearing... <laughs> wearing psychopath. <laughs> no, that's not fair. Harry, obviously, is, Sorry, is, is cool. on the gentleman's side as well. I was thinking more kind of like uh, Wayne Rooney. Yeah, I'm not a royalist. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. Um, so... Ollie, you're texting now. I'm trying to find out where I have, I have to leave shortly to go to for a meal. Okay. To find out where to go. Okay. Um, let, let me just take over here. So we've got, uh, we've just done the music, we've done the personal hygiene, smelly food, mm. right? Now, um, you shouldn't really go on the underground with, for example, a kebab. A kebab? That's very true. Mm. That's a particularly annoying thing I, to do. I like to call them shish tauks, but you guys call them kebabs. You call them shish tauks? Yeah, shish tauks. Shish. Instead of kebabs, we call them shishes. Okay. So I don't know. That's a very, like, a kebab is like, yeah, all right. But, yeah, I guess those are quite smelly. Yeah. The thing is, like, sometimes in London, you're often faced with a commute. And you know that anywhere you want to get to in London will take you an hour. Yeah. Like, no matter where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an hour, right? So that's an hour of your life gone. Yeah. So sometimes you'll be like, what can I do in that hour? I'm like, oh, yeah, let's have a snack or a dinner on the run. Yeah. So... It's, it's a really difficult decision, you know, to eat or not to eat on the two. Sometimes you have to eat because London life is so busy, yeah. you don't have an opportunity to eat if you're going somewhere. You have to eat on the underground, mm. and your only choice is to take a kebab or take a sandwich or a McDonald's or something. Yeah, so what, let's think of some non-smelly foods. Um, well, I was going to say a banana, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, but, but it the depends prob- on how ripe it is. It does depend on how ripe it is, but also it depends... It, when you finish the banana, you've then got a banana skin, and that's a potentially dangerous item to drop on the floor of the underground. Particularly, because, yeah. especially if you've ever played Super Mario Brothers or if you ever ever watched like a Warner Brothers Bugs Bunny cartoon, we all know the dangers and pitfalls of stepping on a banana skin. So don't drop banana skins on the platform on the underground. Have you ever stepped on one? I have stepped on a banana. They're really skin. slippery, aren't I, they? I, yeah, I slipped. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. It's not just a. I knew, thing. They're genuinely a hazard. I knew a woman who worked in somewhere, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I knew a woman once who, who actually slipped on a banana skin. She fell right over on her head. She died. No, she's she's all right. She survived, but she she fell all the way over onto her head, landed on her head. Uh, like it's hazardous. It's dangerous. Dangerous banana skin. So yeah. smelly food. Don't eat smelly food on the underground. It's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've got another one that I think is possibly a little too extreme for some people, but I don't like to talk on the train. Yeah. I don't want to hear about other people's conversations, people talking really loudly. I'd, I'd rather, so it's a quiet, calm place to read a book and to maybe read a paper, one of the free papers they give out. Yeah. But people who kind of talk and treat it like a kind of bar, no. Yeah, it's not a social club. It's yeah. not a social club. Well, it's wait, a train. Wait, wait, so, so you don't talk to people? No. Even if I'm travelling with someone I know, I, I've often find it that I sometimes would like to say, do you mind if we don't talk? Yeah. I'm just going to read a book. So um, that's interesting because like a lot of the students who I meet who come here, they often remark about the fact that on the London Underground, uh, people are really unfriendly. They don't talk to each other. And they think that's strange. Why don't people talk to each other? Because they're just sitting there 
like often on the underground, everyone just sits there silent. It's like a horrible atmosphere. See, I don't mind that. Why aren't people more friendly? Why don't they talk to each other? I thought it had to do with, like, certain lines. The tracks were particularly noisy, so the screeching sound of the tracks just kind of makes it even really difficult to understand people when you're trying to have a conversation. So I thought it was partly related to that. Mm. But I find that really difficult because, like, I constantly feel tempted to have a little bit of a chat. So if you feel no talking, what about eye contact? No. No eye contact. Why would you? So this is like the tube of shame. It is. It is. The tube of shame. Yeah. It's the, it's <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, the thing is, I think, that in London, people are aware that, for example, they're going to have a long journey on the underground. And like the worst case scenario is you get on a train and you know you're going to be on that underground train for, say, 45 minutes. What you don't want is for the person next to you to start talking to you because then you're kind of obliged to talk to that person for the rest of the journey. And it's going to be really awkward. They, they say, so, uh, uh, where are you going? And you're kind of like, oh, God, do I have to have this yeah, but I'm not talking about I'm not talking about talking to strangers. Ah. I mean, he's, ta- he's talking about not even talking to his friends. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think, I, I take your point, though. You don't want to talk to strangers. That would be absurd. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. um, but if you're talking to people that you know, it, you know, if you get on there with a friend, don't have, you know, you can talk. Don't have really loud conversations across the carriage. Yeah. You know, ch- chatting's okay, but people who take over the carriage and, yeah. you know, make everyone else feel a bit intimidated by having a big kind of boisterous conversation. It's a bit antisocial. I think it's antisocial, yeah. yeah. Um, antisocial. Um, so what about, in terms of consumption on the train, I guess, obviously, it's now been banned, so it's illegal to drink alcohol on the train. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you guys think about having a little cheeky drink? Fine. No problem. I don't really mind. It's more about the behavior than the actual drinking of alcohol. Mm. So if you're responsible, if, you, if you're having a drink of a beer or something on the underground, that's okay. But don't start getting really loud and start sort of um, talk, shouting at people or, you know, um, upsetting other people. Don't start doing those things because that's just antisocial. So you can have a drink on the underground. I don't mind. Mm. But just don't be antisocial. That's yeah. a general good, good uh, advice. But sometimes I see that when, when um, people drink beer on the underground, I notice other passengers kind of r- rolling their eyes or looking like really, really annoyed because yeah. they're like, oh, look at them breaking the rules yeah, of the underground. Exactly, but it's, no, it's not causing... They're not smoking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just having a drink. It's not damaging yeah. anybody. It's just... Have, you ever, okay. have you ever been yeah. tempted to smoke on an open platform? Yeah, yeah, I've done. Yeah, yeah, I smoked at White City before. Really? Yeah. Badass. Badass. You're, you're seriously badass. That's, yeah, that's badass. Like, didn't you get like an announcement sort of going, ding dong, what the tall gentleman in the brown coat, please stop smoking his cigarette. This is a non-smoking platform. Please put your cigarette out immediately or we will be forced to destroy you. <laughs> Or terminate you, or something like that. So please stop smoking. Thank you. Ding ding. Or punch your teeth down your throat. <laughs> Would the gentleman in the brown jacket please put out his cigarette, or we will send a member of Transport for London staff down onto the platform in order to punch your teeth down your throat. Thank you. Ding, ding. That exactly. might happen. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, we need to probably wrap this up now. Yeah. I, I think there's there's little more advice. It would, it would start to get back very advanced if we were to go on much longer. Yeah, I think so. Well, what's, the, what's the key one? 
The key piece of advice. <coughs> oh yeah, the, the, the final piece of advice, mm. um, which which everyone should be aware of, and it's announced quite often. Yeah, is um, the people really should please mind the gap. Yeah, I heartily agree. Definitely, you should mind mind the gap. In fact, you should mind the gap 